praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Good to have all of you in the house of the Lord. And as I mentioned, I think tomorrow about one, they're going to try to do a little work in getting some of the ceiling out. And I know it makes it a little, uh, we have an uneven floor there now. And that's why we kind of directed all the traffic to come in the front door. And uh, we're trying to uh, be as uh, cautious and safety-minded as possible. We, the bathrooms there are open. And uh, we had them closed last Wednesday due to, uh, again, the floors being uneven and <clears throat> being un unable to get good footing. And a couple of the boards were loose. And we had, didn't have a chance to <clears throat> remedy that. But um, uh, bear with us. We are, uh, we are doing what we can um, and saving ourselves, trying to be good stewards. And um, I, uh, uh, I have a couple holes out at the my property and I, they had mixed all kinds of stuff together and I uh, brought a, a load or two out there, two loads actually, and, and uh, tried to separate it out and get stuff to burn that was some of the wood and then the rock put in a hole and cover it with dirt and so, uh, <clears throat> and we brought one this morning early uh, Brother Richard helped me. Uh, we went down uh, about 7.45, 8 o'clock, and brought a load over 5,000 pounds in that load. So, um, as I said, we brought probably close to 20,000 pounds, and I watched Brother Chris take a load of plywood today, and uh, he probably had few hundred pounds on the back of that truck of his and he was he was breathing and brother Gastineau like they had they had lift, lifted the whole 20,000 pounds I, <clears throat> but uh, no it uh, I appreciate all of all of them that are working we're uh, we know that it's uh, we're you know we're not we're just going at what we can. We know that number one, we have to uh, get materials. I know we've ordered, uh, tried to order for the flooring and some of the supply stuff. I don't know if it's gonna <coughs> be there and make it, but we're doing our best. <coughs> we're glad you're here. Last week we talked about um, Jonah and I <coughs> know that Tonight, I, I, I realize that it's us, and we are uh, the choir. We have, most of you have been in church uh, multiple years. My mother went with them, but I, I think my mother may have had the Holy Ghost now uh, <clears throat> almost 80 years. She's uh, uh, 80 uh, five, and I think she 84, and um, uh, 85, she's 85, she's born in 36, yep, so that may, she'll be 86 this year, and she got the Holy Ghost when she was five, so she's had the Holy Ghost 80 years, <clears throat> and 
that um, many of you have been in church since I was here. That's 18 years plus, and, and uh, many of you have had a long history or second generation, third generation, fourth generation, were raised in and around church, maybe even fifth generation uh, believers. And, and uh, <clears throat> if you went back further than that, even maybe um, most of our nation is basically was a Christian nation, if you will, uh, <clears throat> was founded on people that were running for religious freedom and they weren't all apostolic per se, but they were believers <clears throat> in Christ and they were fleeing uh, the Church of England's persecution or the Catholic Church's persecution or uh, <clears throat> Huguenots. I mean, you could go through the whole list. And um, yet <clears throat> we see that within the last several years uh, that we have seen America change and not really be necessarily a Christian nation. Uh, per se, and, and a sense of be whatever you want to be, <clears throat> and it'll be okay. And I just was looking through the word of the Lord today, actually after Brother Richard and I went to uh, take this trash, and we took it down to Waste Away, which is just down here, not very far, and uh, we backed in and we uh, got the tailgate off and we unloaded and it didn't take us a terribly long time, but in the short time we were there, uh, I counted seven waste away trucks that came barreling in and backed up into other stalls and dumped trash and headed off and I stood there enjoying the odor <laughs> in that metal building of all of that trash. And I uh, felt um, <clears throat> a real sense of looking over at it and I, uh, there were some blocks, cinder blocks in there that my son-in-law had said he wanted three or four of them and so Richard and I got those out of that group and put them in the back of the trailer and <clears throat> headed back home and I, I just scanned the mounds and, and it was tall. I, I don't know how tall it was, Brother Richard. 20 feet, 30 feet, and they had the machines as soon as a garbage truck, <coughs> excuse me, left, boom, they would shove it back up in the corner. <coughs> I don't know how they get rid of it at the end of the day or what they do. And I saw food containers and I saw just a plethora of stuff. And I began to wonder, <coughs> wonder what the story is with all of that. 
And maybe y'all are not that crazy to think of that. I, <clears throat> it was a way I could keep my mind off of the odor that I was smelling. <clears throat> and I started thinking, you know, what do we live for? <clears throat> what do you have? And, and, and of course, <clears throat> there were food wrappers and there were things that looked like at one day they may have been fun. Things that <clears throat> looked like they may have been, you know, stuff, and I, don't worry, I, I just got Brother Richard back in the truck and we left, we didn't go through any, I didn't see if there were any treasures in there that I wanted by any means, but um, <clears throat> here it was, and I begin to think, well, what do we live for, money? You know, make a little money, and I know you know, the story about John Rockefeller was asked, you know, you know, when do you know that you've made enough money? And he said, well, you always want another dollar or a little bit more or something like that. There's a, money is not evil. The Bible says the love of money is evil. And, you know, it cost me over $150 to dump 5,000 pounds of trash. So we had to have money. We, <clears throat> we would have spent $500 Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday removing debris. Thank you, Brother Larry. And uh, that's not counting, fixing it. That's getting rid of stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, you gotta have money. We take an offering. Some people say, well, I, you know, I don't know why they take an offering. Well, unfortunately, the city doesn't turn on the lights and they don't pave the parking lot and they don't put down new flooring and they don't turn the air on or pay the light bill, you know. So money is not evil, but is that what you're working for? More money. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's a relationship. I'm working for a good relationship. I want uh, husband, wife, children want to have a good relationship. And nothing wrong with having good relationships. I would encourage you that we, everyone should have and do their best to maintain and have good relationships. And yet, do relationships last forever? Things change. Families move. People move, change, people pass away, people are not as close. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm sure many of you were like me that when you were in your senior year of school, you thought, we're not gonna lose contact, we're gonna be friends forever. We've gone through it all together. You may have signed each other's yearbook. And now, if those same people came up to you, some of you would go, I don't even know who they are. 
So much water has gone under the bridge. So much, you know what I'm talking about. Not, not, they were maybe good relationships. Food, I, I like food. I guess I'm a foodie. I, I enjoy the taste of food. Uh, I picked Brother Todd Brown up for church tonight. And he said, what about a snack before you go home? My brother has a pizza shop. I'm going to order a pizza. I was like, man, that sounds great. So when I leave here tonight, I'm going to have pizza. <laughs> you say, well, pastor, you shouldn't eat. I, I agree. That's probably right. I probably should run. <laughs> and yet most of us enjoy a meal, Thanksgiving, whatever. We like food. <laughs> food is not bad until you become like me and you eat it when you shouldn't and eat when you, what you shouldn't. Anybody know what I'm, eat too many Cheetos, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> Stuff, and that's what, you know, this, place that I was looking at with Brother Richard was full of stuff, and I, I mean all kind of stuff. In fact, they had a, used to have a place called the Stuff Shop. You could just buy stuff. And Amazon, I looked over in that massive pile, and I don't know if, if it was one person that had ordered that much or somebody had recycled, but there must have been 20,000 Amazon envelopes and wrappers and boxes and all that. I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if Amazon threw them away. I, I don't know where they got them. I didn't go. I didn't go looking for them. Do you see them, Brother Richard? You see all that Amazon stuff? And I thought, man, Amazon. You can just buy any kind of stuff you want at Amazon. Just click on it. Say. I want to buy this. And let me tell you, I, I, I can confess inside the front door of our house, I'm already getting a pile. And I say, what's this for? Oh, that's mints for the wedding. Oh, that's... And I'm like, okay. I just leave it there. One day it'll be gone. I'm just watching the pile grow. Sister Victoria and Sister Alicia came in the house and go, man, pastor, you've been shopping. I said, look, my name might be on it, but it's not mine. I mean, who doesn't want to have fun, right? What do you live for? Have a little fun. Pleasure. <laughs> Some of these overlap. You know, if you have money, you can have fun. If you have money, you can have pleasure. If you have money, you can have food. If you have money, you can... Somebody will be in a relationship with you. Even if it's for your money. I mean, we were all probably 
shocked here in Ohio when they released about Dwayne Haskinson and some of the fact that he was legally drunk and there was a his wife was calling from Michigan, yet there was a lady down there. I don't, I just, I stopped. I was like, man, this is more detail than I want to know about this poor Ohio State football player who at age 24 was hit twice on the freeway in Miami and killed. 24! Was over two times legally drunk, three times. I am sure he was working out for a pro football team and man, man, how many, you know, if I went down to the third grade class today or I went downstairs and said, how many of you little boys would like to play professional football? Huh? Wow, me, me, me. How many of you would like to be dead at 24? After playing quarterback, I guess Washington then was cut and went to Pittsburgh. I don't know. I, I just know that my phone was filled with his stuff when he died. Promotion. You know, <clears throat> get a raise. Go up in the work world, how many have always thought, man, that's, that's what it's all about. Make another level, make some more money, go up in the job force, get a raise. That's what, that's what I live for. You say, well, I just live for hunting and fishing. Well, that fits under pleasure. Just relaxing, that fits under fun. Well, I live for the day I can retire. Well, I guess that's fun. I, I don't know. And you can begin to try to figure it all out. But the sad thing is that we all know is everything is, the, the long word is called transitory. In other words, it ends up at waste away. Pay stub, the whatever, it's thrown away or goes away. Everything. I mean, you may recycle it into certain bins and the glass goes into this bin and the plastic goes into that bin, but this quarterback, however good he was, Ohio State's got to have another one. Right? No matter what the president of the company, in fact, I just heard a story this week of a lady, that colleague of Sister Tracy's, that crazy thing happened and one thing led to another and she's being charged with murder, I think it was, or something along those lines was high up in the State Department. And <clears throat> Sister, I said, well, will that, she, they let her retire. And I said, will that <clears throat> affect her retirement? And she said, oh no, 
As long as you don't commit treason, you can retire. You can commit murder, you can draw your retirement, but not treason. Man, what a place to work for. But everything is thrown away or goes away. And, and this was, I know you may say, man, you're depressing tonight, Pastor. And I'm trying not to be, but this is what the preacher said in Ecclesiastes. And there's 12 chapters, the first chapter through the 12th chapter. And you can read it, and we've read it, and we've studied it, and you all know it. And the, basically, the preacher said, he goes through this, and he says, vanity, vanity, vanity. All is vanity. You know what vanity actually means? It's not like... You're so vain. You know, you probably think this song is about you. That's not vanity. Vanity means useless, worthless. It says all is vanity. And, and, it, and it, every one of them was under the sun. In other words, it, it's like, Okay, you can become, you know, the whatever, the president. You can become, and we had a primary yesterday, and I'm sure Trump's <coughs> endorsement helped some, probably hurt some. Who knows? I, you know, some people try to distance themselves from him. Some try to have him have his favor, say, oh, well, it helped here in Ohio, it didn't help somewhere else. But, but, it, but Solomon said, all is vanity under the sun. And then the last two verses are the conclusion of the whole matter. You can read it in Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, the last two verses. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments. Everybody say, fear God, keep his commandments. That's the whole duty of a man. And then he goes on to say, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And so tonight I went out and I, I had dumped a load out and Brother Larry, I was, I was picking up stuff out of the out of the load and and this stick was in this load of stuff that I brought out and I looked out over where near where I dumped it and there was this stick this stick and this stick does anybody know the difference between there were two sticks and you say why are you asking such a goofy question because if you know the answer to this, then you better understand what it is that you should live for. If you can't figure the difference out, then you're destined to not, to flounder. And I don't know what happened with this 18-year-old boy that caused him to kill his grandmother and then go on a rage and go to the school and murder and horrible. And I, I, whether we'll ever know, I don't know. 
But let, let me tell you, it, it comes down to these two sticks that I found. Brother Larry, do you recognize that? Did somebody throw that in there? The trash? Come up here a minute, Brother Larry. See if you can figure this out. Can you see what that is? What is that? Come here, Brother Larry. I'm going to put you on the spot. This was in, this stick was in the trash. What is that? This is a stir stick. A what? A stir stick for paint. A stir stick for paint. Yeah. Now this wasn't in the trash. That was just laying in my yard. That's a stick from a tree. That's a stick from a tree? But you make this from that. Okay. You do? No, I don't. Yeah. But somebody does. Somebody did. yeah. So somebody would take these sticks, or sticks like this, maybe thicker, and make a stick like this. So if let's pretend that that was you that did that. And I said, I want a stir stick. Would you give me a stick like that? Not quite that small. Not like this? Yeah. You wouldn't. But you, would, you, you, could, you could give me one like this. Because you would say, I made this stick specifically for a purpose. And that purpose is to stir paint, glue, drywall mud. It's a stir stick. Thank you. He understands the difference. Some of y'all still don't get the difference. Some people believe their life is just like this, just a random stick that fell off of a tree that has no purpose, that has no meaning, that wasn't designed by a creator, that just haphazardly fell from a tree. And other people believe that there was a creator somewhere that made them with a purpose, with a design, with a thought in mind. Brother Larry said I could stir glue and drywall mud and paint. He didn't say I could put it over my knee and bend it into the shape of a U. If I would have asked him, Brother Larry, can I, if, I, if I put it on my knee and I bend it down, is it going to make it a better stir stick? You know what? He'd have probably said, no, Pastor, you will have abused it. You will have ruined it. Huh? Are y'all understanding where I'm talking about tonight? What, what, what do you mean, Pastor? You either believe what the Bible says in Genesis, the very first chapter, when it opens up, 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God created the 27th verse. Man in his own image and after his own likeness, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. He didn't make 83 different ones. He made a man and a woman. And you either believe that or you have to think that just some tree dropped a branch. And I understand, and, and I, that's why I said I know all you know this, because young folks are, are struggled today with is it science or versus religion? You know, you, you either believe in science or you believe in religion. And, and in reality, you can believe in both science and religion because they ask different questions. Science asks what? How and when? That's what science would ask. How did this get broken off the tree? When? What kind of tree was it? Scientists could analyze it, could tell you this tree had disease. What was going on with this tree? Right? And science deals in facts. You understand? It's a fact. It is a fact that this limb, that this branch came off of whatever kind of tree. It is a fact that this tree had whatever disease. It is a fact that it is 30 inches long. It is a fact that it is such diameter. Okay? That's science. Religion doesn't ask. It's not a science textbook. And years ago, state of Arkansas, they were arguing that Creation should be taught in the schools. And I was one of the few ministers that said I didn't really want creation taught in schools because it's not science. It wasn't written as a scientific textbook. Creation answers the question of who made me and why did they make me? It doesn't ask how I was made, how long, huh? It answers the question of who made me and why, why was I made? That's why religion would answer the question about this. Who made this? I don't know, but Sherman Williams, Brother Larry said, stamped it. And so we could go to Sherman Williams and we could find out where did you order your sticks from, stir sticks, and where did you order your 18-inch stir sticks from and find out and find out when it was made and what kind of tree and all the above. But, but basically, he told me about this because he knew its purpose, because he knew it had been created by somebody for a specific purpose. And that's what the Bible is all about. The Bible does not explain all of the how. 
And that's why we, we call it an, that we walk by faith, not by sight. Why? Because I don't know how. Sister Marley Hunt sang here Sunday night, and she had gone to Cleveland Clinic in Ohio for 10 plus years, lungs, able to have disability on her lungs. Last year went and they go, we don't know how, but you're able to breathe better two years ago in the middle of COVID than people that are having COVID. How did that happen? She can't tell you how. She can't even remember when specifically, but she can tell you who. Are you, are you with me tonight? It's us. I know I'm kind of deep. And I, I realize, and I put up here, I don't know if you've got a camera on your phone, and most of you do, and, and most of you have a camera maybe that you have or have had, and some of you that are photography things, and they have all kinds of different what they call uh, 1080i I or 1080p, and that I actually stands for uh, interlaced scans, and the P stands for progressive scans, and that means that if you have a, a, um, a television set or a monitor of some sort, most of them don't uh, send out a signal in 1080, but if they did, there would be uh, 1,920 uh, pixel resolutions uh, going um, uh, up and down, I mean side to side, and horizontally would be 1,080. So that would be 2.1 megapixels would be in that photograph or in that image that is captured. 2.1 megapixels. That is 2 million. Actually, if you multiply those two together, it's not quite one, but it's like 07, whatever, megapixels, but it would round up to 2.1 million megapixels. This little right eye of mine with its rods and its cones and with its photoreceptors has 137 plus million photoreceptors in my eye. So while I'm real proud of the three little cameras on the back of my phone, this slays it hand da hands down. As a matter of fact, this thing has been working for over 60 years and they just barely got these two 1080Ps. Huh? And these have been working for over 60 years. 
How is that possible? This grand piano has 240 strings. They have three strings per note. You can get in here and you can count them. 240. Make beautiful music. Beautiful music. In my right ear, my left ear, there's something called a cochlear ganglion, which is like hell's cells that are hairs. And they estimate that in my right ear, I have over 24,000 of them. I know I'm getting hard of hearing, so. Huh? What are you saying? Are you, do you really think science can accurately figure out how fearfully and wonderfully made we are? I'm sorry, but I, I, I mean, I appreciate science. I appreciate, right? I appreciate doctors. I appreciate all of those that can figure out everything about me and what's going on. But I'm here to tell you that there is a great physician that is bigger and better and understands the body more. And, and I know David went to the doctor today and they started running tests and they're trying to trace down and what's going on. And, and basically they said, we're going to try this and then we're going to see how that goes. And then we're going to set him up for this and we're going to see how that goes. And I understand. And I I appreciate him. I, I'm thankful for him. But I'm here to tell you there is one doctor that knows exactly what is going on. He doesn't need an MRI or a scope or a scan. He is the great physician. Yeah. And you can say, well, I don't know who that is. Well, I'm glad I know who it is. Yeah. Say, well, how can they get him well? I don't know how they'll get him well. Science will try to get the how, but I can tell you who it's going to be that's going to do the healing. You say, well, are, are you, what are you saying? Because when you consider just, and science itself, if you ever really try to pin a scientist down to talk about you know, and, and I know the, the title of this was What Do We Live For? It is because I, I want you to understand that if you don't realize who it is that you're living for and, and why, what he wants out of you and what he wants to do in your life, then you will never have purpose. You will never have meaning. This young man, 18 years of age, I don't know what it was that drove him and what it was in the family, what it was in the violence or the video games or the whatever or the guns, and you can take away all of that and I'm fine. You can do all of that, but there's something inside of us that only God is able to fulfill and to fill the void in and that's what our world is looking for Hallelujah. and you see the depression and the anxiety and the frustration and the fear and let me tell you why because they don't know who Amen. they need to be listening to and serving and they are looking for 
one of those five or six things that I put on that first slide, second slide, to find meaning. Well, if I had another million, if I had another, if I had another job, if I had another car, if I had a new family, if I had a new, then I'll have purpose. I'm telling you, you'll never have purpose. Because those things are going to end up at waste away. Every one of those. I mean, we've seen it with people that were extremely wealthy. And and as I said, to, to figure out what's going on in the universe. You know, well, we say, science will say it's the Big Bang Theory. And, and they theorize that, that the universe is slowly expanding. Just slowly expanding because it all started from a Big Bang. We don't know how it banged. We don't know where all the stuff came to make it bang. We don't know how it went off in a bang, but that's the Big Bang Theory. And yet, What's keeping it from just flying off everywhere? Gravity. Gravity. Gravitational pull is keeping the universe. I mean, what holds me down to the ground? Gravity. And if you just turn the dial up on gravity, I would be a mud puddle. I couldn't move. And if you turn back the dial on gravity, hello stars, here I come. So ask a scientist to tell you exactly the statistical probability that gravity and the expansion could be just right where it doesn't just When I think of Big Bang, you know, 4th of July's coming up, light a firecracker, bang! Gravity doesn't hold it together, bang! Huh? And imagine! If it really was a bang, there would be nothing. So just ask them, well, if it banged, what's holding it together? Well, they'll go gravitational force. So it is so close that gravity and and the bang are just perfectly matched. How, what a coincidence. Isn't that amazing? I mean, if there was no gravitation, you pull back the gravity just a little bit, the atmosphere would go right into outer space. I'm just saying, it's kind of amazing, isn't it? When you think about all of that. And then when you think about what, what happens to matter, what happens to all matter, it doesn't get better People that try to say, well, Charles Darwin and, you know, the evolution of species and we're just better now than we ever were. Wow. Tell that to these parents down in Texas tonight. How much better we are. Huh? Tell 
that to the fact that we've had in the last two years over 600 school shootings or mass shootings in the United States. Huh? We're getting better and better, folks. Well, if we didn't have guns, well, then tell that to the Brits who've had more murders with knives. Well, you got to get rid of the knives and the guns. Okay. Well, tell that to the kids that have hung themselves. That number is greater. Huh? You're saying, Pastor, you're d depressing me. No, what I want you to understand is everything in nature goes down. It becomes what we call derelict. There's a couple boats. And I just asked the question, what left these boats derelict? What left them derelict? I mean, I can look at a guy on the street and I can say, well, what left you derelict? You know, if he doesn't have, if he's homeless, I can say, okay, well, it was mental illness. I can say it was drug addiction. I can say it's this. I can say it's that. His parents, his family. I can find, try to find a reason. Not that those are bad. Storms, a storm passed through. Elements, misuse, abuse, something happened that left him not working and operating in the image and likeness of God. What leaves people fallen? You know, we can go all the way back to Genesis, and, and I, I put some verses there in Genesis, but abuse, misuse, the fruit. If he wouldn't have eaten that apple or pomegranate or whatever it was, guns, violence, and America's going to grapple with it. And if you've listened to the news at all today and probably for the next week in Congress, they're going to figure out exactly how to stop it from happening. And I listened as our president said, basically, I don't remember what phrase, but he used God. What was it? For the love of God or in the name of God? I've forgotten. What did he say? God what? For God's sake, we've got to stop this stuff. And I thought, if they believed in God, Amen. Amen. I'm not making a political statement. I'm telling you, if they knew what they were living for, yes. if they realized they were created in the image and likeness of God, and these children were in the image and likeness of God. These teachers were in the... Yes. Paul wrote it like this. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men, for all have sinned. Basically, what you can boil it down to, what leaves people fallen, is disobedience to God's word. That's where we are. Yes. Disobedience to God's word. Why? Because the more I want to tolerate, the more I say, well, we have to tolerate one another. Everybody can have their own idea. Then there is no purpose. There is no creator. There is no reason for living. 
You see what I'm saying? You're just a stick in this fallen world. And, and that's why Jesus himself said, and I, I, I know my time, I'm sorry. I, I know this is nothing new, but I, I just felt like you so heavy about all of these things that have happened. And when, you know, for God's sake, we need to do something. And I'm thinking, yes, we need to get God back into people's lives. And they need to understand who God is. He is the creator for God. So love the world for God created the heaven and earth for God made man in his own image and likeness. You've got to have that understanding and it's got to be nailed down in your heart and mind. Jesus said it like this. After he called the people, this is reading in the Amplified, to him, he began to say, listen carefully to me, all of you, and hear and understand what I'm saying. There is nothing outside a man such as food, which by going into him can defile him morally or spiritually. <laughs> all the stuff, I understand, as I said, the storms, the drugs, the alcohol, the stuff, that goes into a person can leave them broken and in bad shape. I got it. But let me tell you something. That's not where the problem originates. Do I believe that alcohol's bad and drugs are bad and this is bad and that's bad? Yes, 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 yes. And do I need to build a border and a fence and a Avoid it. Yes, 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 yes. But that's not where the problem starts. You know where the problem starts? From the inside. From the inside. The things which come out of the heart, that's what defiles and dishonors him. He said, if anybody has ears, let him hear. He left the crowd and went into the house, and the disciples said, Tell me about what you mean about this parable. And he asked them, he said, are you foolish and lacking understanding? Do you not know that what goes into a man from the outside cannot defile and dishonor him? It doesn't enter his heart, but only his stomach and it is eliminated. But he said, whatever comes from the heart of the man, that is what defiles and dishonor him. That is out of the heart of men come base, malevolent thoughts, schemes, acts of sexual immorality, thefts, murders, adulteries, acts of greed, covetousness, wickedness, deceit. Unrestrained conduct, Envy, jealousy, slander, profanity, arrogance, self-righteousness, foolishness, poor judgment, all these evil things, schemes, and desires come from within and defile and dishonor the man. What are you saying? If I am left to myself, I don't obey God's word. It's when I humble myself and say, Lord, I've got to, I, I, you are the creator. I've got to obey you. I don't care what anybody else does. I've got to obey you. <clears throat> so I know, I, I'm, 
I got more slides and I know my time is up. I, I want us to pray for our nation. I, I believe that if there was ever a time for the church to let our light shine and us to have revival, it's now. Because what we have is what the world absolutely needs. I, I don't think, and, and I may be wrong, I, I don't, and I'm sure Congress will figure out a way to do it, that they can figure out how to stop all of this, and how to provide for the mental health, and how that they can figure out who's, plus they can defund the police and do all, they'll figure it all out. Because we're scientists. You buy all of that, praise God, I'm with you. But I don't think the world's gonna ever get it until they figure out who they need to serve. Amen. I'm sorry. I don't think another how is gonna solve the problem. And I'm okay. Do whatever you feel like you need to do legally. Because it's horrific. I, I don't, I, I thanked the Lord this morning that my grandchildren were homeschooled. So I, I would have been, it'd been good, it would have been bad if they'd have asked me to bring my kids to school this morning because this bus wouldn't have gone. I'm just being honest, y'all. Say, well, that's Texas. Let me tell you, that spirit's out everywhere. Don't think it's not in Ohio. Oh, praise the Lord, it's not here. Well, it's everywhere, folks. And until we get the, the who, the world's never going to understand and be able to figure it out with the how. Let's stand. I'm, oh, hallelujah. And you see on that slide, it says, science has the truth, meaning that you can prove science. Water freezes at zero degrees Celsius, 32 degrees Fahrenheit. If you tell me that it is... 85 degrees outside and the water is freezing, I'll say, you're not telling me the truth. But when it comes to religion, the world's notion is, well, we should tolerate everybody. Whereas science, it's okay to have truth. But if you talk, start talking about truth and religion, they go, yeah, but don't get too crazy. Huh? I'm glad I know the way, the truth, and the life. I'm sorry. If that offends you online, I apologize. I'm not trying to be offensive, but I'm telling you I know the way, the may not be scientific, but it's the truth. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's love him.